Well, good morning, and uh, nice to have you here this morning on this snowy Sunday morning. Um, we're continuing our series on, um, on their story, my story, looking at the power of stories. And, um, you know, I want to I start out this morning by saying, by telling you a little personal, personal story. If you were to ask my family what is a really annoying thing about me... Um, we only got time for one, okay, <laughs> this, <laughs> this morning. But one, one, one of the things that I'm really guilty of in my family is um, I'm, really, I'm, I'm really bad with spoilers. Um, if, if, if my sons haven't seen a movie and uh, they ask me about it and I've seen it, I, I've, I've been known to kind of tell the whole thing and, and kind of ruin it for people. Now, <laughs> if... if you know, it doesn't bother me, but for some reason it seems to bother other people <laughs> when, when they hear the end of a story or they hear, oh, the butler did it or, or whatever, you know. So I'm really bad for that. So I'm warning you right now. If you come to me and say, hey, how'd you like that movie? I'm going to tell you everything, okay? So I'm a bit of a spoiler um, when it comes to that kind of stuff. So my sons, you know, and, you know, they're very cautious anytime we talk about something, a book, uh, a movie, a show, whatever. So I'm, I'm really bad with that. But, you know, if we could be honest for just a second, though, when it comes to real life, wouldn't you like once in a while to have a spoiler alert? Wouldn't you like just once in a while, you're, you're making a decision or you're wanting to know, <laughs> some are going yes, some are going no, you know. You know wouldn't, wouldn't you like just, you know, once in a while to have a spoiler alert, to know that if I make this decision, if I buy this thing, if I go in that direction, if I have this relationship, if I, you know, if I, if I take this next step, wouldn't you like just once to be able to know what is going to happen a day, a week, a month, or whatever down the road? Wouldn't you like a little bit of a spoiler alert? And, 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 you know, and, and listen, uh, you know, that's true for people of faith. It's true for, if, 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 you, if, you're not, if you're here this morning and you're not a God follower and you're not a, you know, you're not a Christian, you're not a person that believes in faith and, and religion and all that stuff, you know, that's probably even true for in, in your life. That, that, that there's times in your life that you just wish that, I, I, you know, if I make this decision, it'd be nice to know, a little bit of a spoiler alert, what is going to happen down the road, you know? And for those of us of faith, you know that many times, many times, you're making a decision and you're saying, God, I hope this works out. God, I hope I'm hearing you, okay? God, I hope, I just hope that whatever I feel you're prompting and you're moving in my life, in my heart, that I am making the absolute right decision. And isn't it interesting when it doesn't work out, we say, oh, I must have been wrong about what God wanted me to do, right? And if it does work out, we go, praise God, you know? But how many of us would even realize that maybe the wrong decision was really a decision God wanted us to make? No. Okay? Because God was going to teach us something, even in the wrong turn that we were going to take, and all of that. So, but I think we would all would like a bit of a spoiler alert when it comes to things of the future. And I said, how different would your life be? How different would your life be 
If God allowed you just to see one day in advance, how different would you live your entire life? And that's the power of the stories in the Bible. Because for many of us, if we know the Bible really well, it's all about spoiler alerts. Right? Because we know the end of the story. We know David always gets Goliath. Right? We, we, you know, we know so many of the stories in the Bible. Right? But there's purpose to all of that. And as we said a couple of weeks ago, we said the stories in the Bible are meant to be a mirror for ourselves and a window into God. Okay? That it works on two of those levels. And we're going to look at an amazing story this morning out of the book of Esther. Now, if you know anything about Esther, Esther is, um, is situated in the land of Persia in the mid-1400 BCs, uh, B.C. And, and the people of Israel have been in captivity, in exile, in, in the land of Persia. And we learn about this uh, young girl by the name of Esther who ends up by a number of, a number of um, uh, situations and circumstances, she ends up becoming the queen to King Xerxes. So here we have this young Jewish girl who becomes queen of Persia uh, under King Xerxes, and she uh, is Jewish, okay? And many of the Jewish people did not return back to the exile, back to Jerusalem. A lot of them stayed in Persia because it was comfortable, because they they ended up building a whole life there. There was generations of them that ended up growing up in Persia, so a lot of them stayed. And they became very prominent in Persia. And Esther had a cousin by the name of Mordecai who was actually ended up being like her father because Esther's parents died very, very young. And Mordecai adopted her, just like a daughter, and, and he was like a father to her. But this Mordecai ended up getting in a conflict with a man by the name of Haman, who was a high Persian official, who was very close to the king himself and had the king's ear. Mordecai and Haman ended up in conflict. Haman hated Mordecai. Have you ever hated somebody enough that you wanted to get rid of them? No, don't put up your hand. Um, <laughs> That is bad enough, isn't it? To just dislike somebody, you don't want them, you wish they weren't even in your life. Haman had such hatred for Mordecai that he just didn't want to get rid of Mordecai. He wanted to annihilate all the Jewish people, period. Okay? That's what he wanted to do. He wanted to get rid of all the Jewish people. And what he did is he tricked King Xerxes to sign an edict that on a particular day, all Jewish people would be killed. Okay, that's what the story of Esther is all about. Now, I just want to park it right there because we're going to look at a passage of scripture in Esther when Mordecai has learned and Esther has learned about this particular edict that the the king has signed and that the Jewish people are under threat of annihilation. Okay, so this is, this is where we are interjecting into the story. And if you know anything about the book of Esther, I'm not going to do the spoiler alert because you guys already know the end of the story. Okay? 
All right, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to start at the particular passage in Esther in, in chapter 4, verses 13 and onward, where they have found out that the king has signed this edict to want to annihilate all the Jewish people. And this is what Mordecai says to Esther, who is the queen, okay, to King Xerxes. Mordecai sent this reply to Esther. Don't think for a moment that because you're in the palace, you will escape when all other Jews are killed. If you keep quiet at a time like this, deliverance and relief for the Jews will arise from some other place, but you and your relatives will die. Now, just want to park it right there. Mordecai hears about it, says something to Esther, right? And here's the reality about the book of Esther. If you know anything about the book of Esther, Esther doesn't mention God at all, okay? It is one of those... Books in, in, in the Bible that doesn't mention God at all. And what happens is, as you read the book, the book intentionally doesn't mention God, but you know that God is working in the background to make all situations and circumstances work out as God desires it. Now, this is a great passage to learn about faith. Because we talk about faith all the time. Okay, and I'm going to walk you through, I, I think, this wonderful process that happens in this particular passage that illustrates so well what happens with faith. Okay, no spoiler alerts. Okay, here's what happens. A crisis is presented. Here's the, here's the point I want to make out of this particular passage is a crisis is presented. Um, if you can just hit, hit for the next slide, it should, it should come up. There it is. Okay, a crisis is presented. The Jewish people are being threatened with extinction. Okay, Mordecai is telling Esther, okay, you are in the palace. You're not going to escape. How many of us have found ourselves in a particular situation where we think we're excluded from what is happening all around us? That we have this crisis of faith in our life. Have you ever had to make a decision where you realize that you're caught in a place that your faith is demanding something of you. That there's a crisis that happens in your life. The Jewish people, this, this threat is very, very real. This threat is very real. And it does something to you. How many of us have ever had to make a decision in the midst of a crisis? And it really challenges our faith. And we have to question, why is it that I've got to come to this place in my life right now. You know, um, this, this is really serious. This is, this is the, the fate of the entire Jewish people in the Persian Empire. That they're being threatened with annihilation. The king has signed an edict and that he cannot go back on. Okay? If you know anything about this time period, when the king signs an edict, he can't retract it. It has to go through. So the Jewish people are on the brink of annihilation... Esther, who has kept her Jewishness secret from the king, is right in the palace with the king and has his ear. What are you going to do? Now, we might not have that kind of situation or circumstance in our own life, but many of us have found uh, that we have been in a place where it's incredibly critical to our faith, what happens next? How many of us have been in a situation, be it personal, be it work-related, 
be it financially related, where a crisis happens in our life. And we know that the very next steps we make, we know the very next move we make, we know the very next decision we're going to make is going to impact us, not just for tomorrow, but for weeks, for months, and possibly years on end. How many of us look back at a crisis situation that we had in our lives, and we said, if I hadn't made a different decision, what would have, where would I be today? How many of us have been in a situation where we've said, God, I don't want to be here. This is really hard. This is really difficult. This is really out of my comfort zone. And Mordecai is stressing to Esther the crisis that even though she may be in the palace of the king, she is going to be affected by what's going to happen next. That she is not going to be able to get away from it. Mordecai says something to her which is really interesting in this very next verse. He says, who knows if perhaps you were made queen for just such a time as this. Wow. Many of us who know the Bible really well have always parked on that particular verse, right? Could it be, could it be, could it be, according to Mordecai, who absolutely believes in the sovereignty of God? Because Esther, if you don't do something about it, God is going to find someone else or, or, or some other direction in which things are going to work out. God is going to make his plan work out. He's going to either use you, you're going to be, you know, uh, you're in an opportune situation and position to do something about this. As such a time as this. And the point I want to make is an imperative is given. Here's an imperative is given. Have you, ever, have you ever been in a situation where you've found yourself in a crisis and you think you can get around it? You think you, think you can do something about it? You think you can just kind of avoid it? You think you can just forget about it? But the imperative comes down and, and, and you realize, listen, I'm in this position. I'm in this circumstance. And maybe God wants to do something with me. Maybe, maybe I'm in this situation for the very reason that I'm to do something about this that no one else is going to probably be able to do. Mordecai's making this very clear that, that, that Esther, do you, think, do you think that maybe for a moment you are queen for a reason? Do you think maybe God has put you in this position in order to do something about this? And you know... Uh, if, if personally, if, if, if I was Esther right about now, with the whole of the Persian Empire out to kill my people, this is serious stuff. I personally would love a spoiler alert right about this moment. I don't know about you. I don't know if you've ever been in a position like that. This, the, you know, this is one of those serious, you know, this is such a serious thing. But if you look at the pattern of faith and when you step out into faith, the pattern's the same. It is amazing how the pattern, whether it's a small decision or whether it's a life-threatening decision, the pattern is often the same. And if I was Esther, I would love right now for a little bit of a spoiler alert. Lord, if I'm, if I'm going to do anything about this, what's going to happen? And you know what's... 
You know what, what's amazing to me? If you've ever been in a situation like this, aren't these the times that God is the most silent? Aren't these the moments where God seems to be the most quiet? You're all nodding like you know what I'm talking about. Isn't it at the very moment that you would love a spoiler alert more than anything else in your life are the moments where God is the quietest? And it's in those moments that God is wanting us to exercise our faith and our reliance and our dependence on him in ways that we've probably never, ever imagined possible. And there's lots of moments that I'm very good at exercising faith because it's easy. But when the crisis comes, and then an imperative is given, and I go, oh, it's got to be me, or it's not going to be anybody else, or I have to take this responsibility on my own, or I have to be the one that makes the first move, or I have to be the one that steps out, or I'm the one that, that, that if, if, if I'm the one that doesn't do it, no one's going to do it. Right? Have you ever been in a situation like that? And here is Mordecai saying, Esther, it's you, and you're in this position. In fact, if you don't do something about it, you're probably going against what God wants. That at the very least, you have to act. At the very least, you've got to do something. At the very least, you've got to, you've got to recognize that it's not insignificant that you're in the place and the position that God has put you just for a time like this. Man, that's a tough place to be, isn't it? And I want a spoiler alert right now. I don't care. <laughs> I would say, God, give, you know, how many of us, God, give me a sign. God, you know, give me direction. God, bring somebody alongside. God, God, at, at least give me peace about this. Right? At the very least, give me peace about this. But here is a young girl, the queen of Persia, who has resting on her shoulders The reality of her people in a Persian form of the Holocaust. And she's got to make a decision. It's pretty significant, isn't it? You know, I, I, love, I love this next part. Look what Esther does. Then Esther sent this reply to Mordecai. Go and gather together all the Jews of Susa and fast for me. Do not eat or drink for three days, night or day. My maids and I will do the same. And then, though it is against the law, I will go in to see the king. I love this. If I must die, I must die. So Mordecai went away and did everything as Esther had ordered him. Um, Here's the point I want to make. An act of courage is needed. Listen. Faith and courage are often the same thing. Faith and courage are often synonymous. There are some times when you get an imperative and you realize that faith is demanding something of you, that you've got to step out. And when we say step out in faith, to me, that's another phrase for 
be courageous. Take courage. If you, if, if you know the moral imperative that's upon your life, do you, you realize you're in that place and you need to step out in faith, it's going to take some courage for you to do that. And it's amazing to me, and, and, and I know some of you can, can uh, corroborate this, is that when you do step out in faith, that's when God starts to do something. Isn't it? That when you start to take that step of faith, that step of courage, that step of, of going into a, a, an unknown, that you are entering in in faith, that God starts to show up. Isn't it amazing? We wanted God to show up two steps earlier. We wanted God to show up back here and give us the spoiler alert. But it's amazing when we start walking out in faith, that we start taking those steps, the things start to happen. It's amazing to me. And you know, the deeper your faith gets, the sooner you jump out. The quicker you jump out, you know, the sooner you're okay with taking that step of courage. How many of us have experienced that, right? But an act of courage is needed. And, you know, I don't know about, you know, I, I, I love this progression because I've, I've, seen it, I've seen it in my own life. Many times, you know, I don't like the crisis. I don't like the decision I have to make. I realize I've got to make it. I end up stepping out. And isn't it funny how we do this? I, I love what she says, if I die, then I must die. Isn't that amazing? Where we come to such a place in our faith that we know we're going to step out and whatever happens, happens. God gives us the worst case scenario. (laughs) Right? How many of you have stepped out courageously in something and given yourself the worst case scenario? Right? Well, if I do this, the worst thing that's possibly going to happen is what? For Esther, she realizes to step out in faith that this is a very real crisis, but I can't, I can't be quiet about this. I can't be silent about this. I can't ignore this. This is too serious. And I'm in a place where I have to, I have to act. And the worst case scenario for Esther is that if I die, I die. Because if I don't do something... It's going to happen anyway. I don't know about you guys, but I, I, I think this is a beautiful picture of how faith actually works. This is a beautiful picture of how faith, you know, materializes in our life. This is a beautiful picture um, of, of how faith becomes, you know, an, you know, an active part of us trusting God with the next step and the next step and the next step and the next step and the next step. Here's, here's the point I want to make from all this. Faith at some point is going to demand an act of courage that will confront either a fear in you or a threat to you. Isn't that true in your life? How many times has faith challenged us? How many times has, have you said, God, you know the thing I fear the most in my life is this, and that's the very thing that happens in your life is God takes you to that very place. Have you ever had that happen? Why? Why? Lord, I'm, I'm confiding in you that I'm so fearful of this, but you know, weeks later, that's exactly the place you took me. Or, or an outside threat to you. Lord, you know I don't like this. 
right? And, and wh- what do you know? Weeks later, I'm doing this. That's why I don't say to God, I don't, you know, right? We've kind of gotten old enough not to do that anymore, right? But isn't that the reality about faith? Because God is always wanting to move us deeper and deeper and deeper into relationship with him. And God will always challenge those things that we hold in our lives that limit us to you know, fully exploiting our relationship with God. And there are times where we're going to say, Lord, I wish I had a spoiler alert. I was vindicated this week, by the way. I did read an article from a a research study a couple of years ago that said that spoiler alerts actually make the story better for people. Did you know that? I actually read that, you know. That they researched a whole number of groups and those that had the spoiler alert that knew the story beforehand because they knew how it was going to turn out actually enjoyed and learned more from the story than those that got shocked by what they read. Now, what's my point? (laughs) I'm sorry? Don't read the magazines at the checkout, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's the beauty about a story like this. Because if you know anything about the book of Esther, you know that God saved the Jewish people. That even though the king, even though the king made an edict that he could not retract the Jewish people were allowed to defend themselves and no one was hurt. That God orchestrated a way out for the Jewish people. But Esther didn't know that. And sometimes we can be guilty of reading a story and not, and not, and just because we get the spoiler alert, we can, we can miss the lesson out of something like this. But remember we said that the biblical stories are meant to be a mirror for us. We might not have a situation or a crisis like Esther, but we have our own crisis in our own lives. Different. Could be relationally, could be emotionally, could be with the government, could be finances, could be you you name a number of things. But the way that, that our faith gets challenged is no different for us today, right here, right now, than it was for Esther. That there are times in our lives that we have to make a decision and we would love a little bit of a spoiler alert. But you know, God wants us to step out. And he gives us the biblical stories to say, guess what? These people trusted me in times of crisis and you can too. That in those moments where you think To take the next step is going to be the most difficult thing for you to do. These stories are going to remind you that you can trust me for that step. That those spoiler alerts are given in the Bible, are given for us to be reminded, to be reminded that others trusted God and stepped out. And it was a totally, total walk of faith And the God who is faithful in those stories 
is faithful today. That the God that Esther trusted with the life of her people is the same God that we can trust in today. Is the same God that we say, you know, when I have to make God, I'm going to step out, and I know you've done it in the past, and I know you can do it again. God, I know that you were faithful in the past, and I know you're going to be faithful again. I know, Lord, this is difficult t- today, and I wish, I, I wish it could change, but I know you've been, you've been powerful in the past, and I know you can be powerful again. God, I know you've changed the lives and the hearts of so many people in so many situations in the past, and I know you can do it again. And the stories are given to us so we don't doubt and we don't step out fearfully and we don't, you know, we don't think that we're going to be the only ones ever to be derailed by God. But it's an amazing, an amazing story of faith. Because if we had stopped in the Persian Empire right at that point of Esther, how many of us, how many of us would have known the way the story would have worked out? And how many of us would have said, no, I'm protected in the palace, I don't have to do anything, and I'm just going to take my chances? But you realize, if you don't step out in faith, you're going to forfeit something great that God wants to do in your life. And many of us forfeit the miracle because we don't step out. And God honors those who step out in faith, who take that courage, who take that risk. Yeah, is faith risky? Absolutely. But you will never understand or never experience the power of God if you don't do it. Because that's what God is looking for in each and every one of us. Because it's the one thing that God values more than anything else, and that's our faith. And the God that was faithful to Esther is the same God that'll be faithful to us. You know, I hope this, uh, you know, um, I, w- I want to end by just saying Merry Christmas. We can say that without fear of reprisal in this room. Amen? <laughs> Merry Christmas. I, I pray that um, for you, that your faith would be energized this time of year. That whatever you're going through, whatever silence you're experiencing from God, it is probably because you're right at the point that God wants you to step out courageously like Esther. I know that's going to scare some of you. I know it's going to terrify some of you. I know some of you are going to email and say, I stepped out and guess what? It didn't work. But I'll be away for the next six months. Um. (laughs) I'm running right now. Um. But it it would be remiss of me not to challenge you this morning about stepping out. Because I know, I know, I know that God wants much more for you than what you want for yourself. And this story of Esther is a real challenge. I, you know, I, any time I, I teach the book of Esther, I, I always stop at that point 
and, and have difficulty getting through the rest of the story because it's such a powerful lesson about faith at a crisis moment. And we've all had those crisis moments. And it's a beautiful story about what happens when we trust God and we take that step. So whatever it is in your life, I pray that you would take that step. Let's pray. Father, we, we thank you for the biblical stories, especially the stories that resonate so much with us. And we can take a book like Esther and we can treat it like a historical anomaly. We can treat it like a book that uh, is so far removed from our present world and our present circumstances. But the reality is, is they were human. Hi. Hi. And they were just like They're human and, and just like us in many ways. Maybe in unusual circumstances or different circumstances that we find ourselves in. But Lord, their challenge to faith followed the same pattern that it does in our lives as well. And it's so much that we can learn, Lord, because sometimes we can get so comfortable and so into a groove in our relationship with you, that there are moments that you want us to just step out in a new way. And I pray, Lord, that we would be challenged today about what it means to live wholly devoted to you. What a difference can happen in our lives when we walk by faith and not walk by what is comfortable. So, Lord, thank you for the story of Esther Because her story in many ways is our story. Maybe in a different time and in a different context. But in many ways it mimics our own. We thank you Lord and we pray your blessing upon our time this morning. In Jesus name. Amen.